0: everybody, Sunday, November 20th at 1.15 is the first time we've gotten to sit down and talk about a Virginia Tech football win in over two months. In over two months. You hear, you can maybe see the pep in my step. If you're watching on YouTube, you can hear the elation in my voice. It feels good to win a football game. Finally, finally. Winning a football game against the Liberty Flames this weekend in a one-point contest. Wow. Billary Mitchell here in Fairfax, Virginia. We got Grayson in Los Angeles, and we have Pat in Charlotte, North Carolina. Again, Virginia Tech defeats the Liberty Flames, extinguishes the Flames, 23-22 to 22 on the road in Lynchburg, Virginia. As always, we are brought to you by Main Street Pharmacy, located right in Main Street, Blacksburg, Virginia. For those of you, if there is a football game traveling down to the game versus Virginia, go ahead and get yourself a Beat UVA pin. If you're a student in in Blacksburg, make sure you go get your prescriptions. Check out what he has to offer, some Sons of Saturday apparel, all available at Main Street Pharmacy. You are more than a number. You are a neighbor. Boys, how are we doing? How we doing? We'll go west to east. Grayson, how you
1: doing, my friend? He's got on a quarter zip. It's early in the morning. I do. I got the little rowback guy on to the, today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel great, man. I'm I'm really uh, really excited about the win. I I'm going to be honest. I it doesn't feel real. It's it's <laughs> it's kind of wild. Like when you when you lose for two months, yeah. you kind of get used to that. Mm-hmm. And so when it's when the game ended, and I'm like, oh my gosh, we beat Liberty. So obviously. Didn't know how to act. I was like, you what act? Do you know? and so just, automatically, mood's better. This week's gonna be great. It's Thanksgiving week. Mm. Uh, we'll go, we'll go east. Patrick Finn, how you doing, man?
2: You know, I'm I'm doing good, man. You wake up on Sunday, just feel better. You know, you feel like, hey, why don't I dress up today? You know, yeah, got, got round ball on at 3 30. We're getting the boys over to Comet Grill. It's gonna be great.
0: I mean, doesn't get any better than that, fellas. Bill, you, you good up there? I'm good, man. I'm fired up to watch some basketball today. Um, We didn't have any Letters from the Lunch Pail responses, but uh, I want to shout out Karen Wurzel, who just summed it up perfectly. I said, can I get some thoughts, some questions, topics, haikus? Karen Wurzel, her response is just such a great feeling, and such a great feeling it is. So let's go ahead and let's talk about a Virginia Tech football win. But first, Pat, I know you have a haiku. Orange and blue for who's?
2: That's six syllables, Grady Baker.
3: Grady B. <laughs> oh, <Woo. no. laughs> Grady B.
2: A much-needed hokey win. Recruit and reload. Thank you, Grady Baker. As always, Johnny on the spot with the hokey haikus. Now, fellas, where did we watch? Where do we tailgate? I know that it's a lot more fun doing the where did we watch, where do we tailgate Uh, when we win, but we'll do the same thing east uh, or west to east. Grayson, where did you uh, take in this game yesterday at 9 a.m. Pacific time?
1: I actually, you know, no jocks or dailies this weekend, just because it was such an early uh, tip over on the West coast. So I just watched it at home. I had to go into work as the game was ending. So I literally did not see the last couple of plays of this game. I was listening to it, uh, but I mean, heard it, and I'm like, I can't believe it. Like, it's just – it was the greatest feeling. Um, but, yeah, I was just at home, man. Morning coffee. I was in my my cozy, cozy winter clothes here in Los Angeles. So, yeah, man. Where would you watch, Pat? So, we were struggling to find the
2: stream. Uh, yeah. not, a ESPN, not an ESPN Plus customer over here. Um, but we ended up going to Sandwich Max. So, in Charlotte, we have Sandwich Max. In South End on South Boulevard, which is pretty much the equivalent of Substation. I think they have like a uh, similar ownership. I don't really know. But my boy Jay Lit and I, we crushed some Substation Sandwich Max as we <laughs> we, we turned the game on. We bought the uh, subscription halfway through the second quarter. Uh, you know, After finding out we were up 17 to 7, I'm like, all right, this is sweet. And then all of a sudden uh, we go down. Of course, Um, but won the game and celebrated it shooting some hoops at the park afterwards. It was a great, wholesome Saturday. Billy Ray, what about you?
0: Yeah, and uh, we will do the uh, I headed down to the game with uh, with Ed Williams and uh, and the crew. And we had a great time. We were in Lynchburg. Um, I'll keep it short and sweet now, but you'll get the full uh, rundown of the Lynchburg report card. Uh, It was really odd. Um, (laughs) We parked at a parking lot We got out And it was dead quiet In the parking lot No tailgating No people throwing football around It it, kind of was like The only thing that I could compare it to Is everybody pulled up to church And you're walking into church Um, You know You get a Hey, go Hokies And then I'm in line Like trying to get into the stadium And I was like Guys, we get to watch football today Woo! 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 And people were turning around and looking at me weird. It was, it was bizarre, um, but it was cool to be there to win. I was in the West berm. Uh, the berm's pretty cool. So they have these cabanas in the, uh, on one side and then they have these three rows of turf. A um, couple kids playing ball ran into me a bunch of times. Um, I was considering shoulder checking them, but I'm going to go to jail. So, you know, but I had a great time watching the game. A little chilly. It was cold. I will say that. Um, but, yeah, again, it's been two months since uh, since we've done this. So, looking uh, looking forward to it. Let's go ahead and let's open it up with the game recap, Grayson. Go ahead yep. and get
1: us with it. Um, Ten-point dogs yesterday to Hugh Freeze's Liberty Flames uh, was pretty crazy. Hokie fans going to Lynchburg, not really expecting anything, not really expecting to win. Uh, but we were proven wrong. Thank God. Uh, first and second quarter, Jalen Holson scores two touchdowns. Offense's... Doing well, uh, kind of spreading out the field a little bit. Then Liberty has their kickoff return, which was not too great. <laughs> and they uh, they march down the field and do what a lot of teams have done this season and score right before halftime. Tie ball game at half, 17-17. Third quarter was a complete snooze fest, very slow for both teams. And then Jalen Holston in the fourth quarter, seven seven minutes and 46 seconds left, scores another touchdown, we're up by one point. Uh, and then to close out the game, I mean, the defense played absolutely lights out. Uh, we forced the turnover, run out the clock, and boom, Hokies get themselves a dub in Lynchburg, Virginia, over a very, very talented 8-2 and two Liberty football team. Good Lord, they were fast yesterday. Uh, but the good guys won yesterday, so there's a game recap.
0: Thank you for that wrap-up, Grayson. First things first, coming from first and Maine our friends over at first in Maine. If you're headed back over to Blacksburg or if you live over there, you might need to bundle up because I got to tell you, the East Coast got smacked in the face with some cold weather. Head on over there. If you want to get inside, you want to huddle up, watch a movie, do whatever you need. Head on over to McLean's, watch a movie, eat some popcorn, hello bagel for breakfast before the UVA game. Go on down there. Might, might I suggest, if you want to be a little cultured, don't just get regular cream cheese. Get some chives on there. Get some chive cream cheese. Fool yourself into being healthy, but no, our friends over at First and Maine shop, eat, play. You can do everything that you need to do. Here's the thing: it was very dark. It was very sad. We were getting hit with seasonal depression. We were getting hit with football depression. We were getting hit with all of these different things and everybody was upset. We were upset. The podcasting was sad, but one thing remained constant. Three of the seven losses that came in a row were just from one score. Two of those games were by one point. And I said it all year. The most impressive thing about this team, this staff and everybody is their ability to Claw, fight, not quit, not let go of the rope. And I was so, so happy to see the team be able to go out and celebrate. I mean, we didn't even take the opportunity to beat the traffic yesterday. I was like, I have to see the team run on the field. I haven't seen them have joy. You watch Dax Hallfield sprint onto the field, uh, slap Coach Pry in the butt. Uh, you know, everybody's excited. Everybody's having a great time. It was just great to see the the, the team experience a win for the first time in two months. And it also points back to how quickly joy can turn to defeat and upsetliness. We saw that with Tennessee this past weekend. And how quickly upsetliness can turn into joy. You saw that with us. And you also saw it with South Carolina. First of all, South Carolina fans are crazy. They were all like, ah, Shane, the guy, fire Marcus Satterfield, whatever. They beat, they beat Tennessee. And now it's how can we sign Shane Beamer to a lifetime contract? So it's all very reactionary. um, But, you know, I think this is definitely something that we can use as a positive and continue to build on moving forward here. So uh, I know somebody had notes about the, uh, the uniforms that we wore yesterday. Um, So go ahead and chime in on that.
2: Coming out in orange and blue. I thought that was really cool uh, to see, to honor the university of Virginia's football program. uh, Each I, I think it might have been every ACC team, but I saw a lot of schools have a, U, a UVA sticker on their helmet or some type of uh, 1-15-41 patch on their uniforms on Saturday. I thought that was really cool. in Tech and the Flames coming out uh, in all orange and all blue uh, to recognize the Cavaliers. Commendable efforts by the Virginia Tech equipment staff. Because I know that we were not supposed to wear orange at all this year. And uh, they were supposed to be shelved. To do the turnaround in a week, do the necessary stitching that was required, good on them. Shout out to uh, at VTFB Equipment, always doing great work. So, let's jump into highlights from Saturday's game. We'll start it off with the offense. And I would say there's a lot of stats that we can throw around. But I think the stat of the day for the offense was Virginia Tech dominated, dominating time of possession for the first time in a long time. Tech had the ball for 36 minutes and 19 seconds yesterday. And if you think about it, this is probably what Brent Pry would dial up as an ideal game for Virginia Tech. You run the ball. We ran the ball 59 times yesterday, which was the uh, highest amount of rushes we had all season long. Established time of possession. And turn them over at the right times, and play sound defensively, and win the football game, and that's exactly what happened. You know, I I, I said we ran the ball fifty nine times. I say that as a pro and a con. As a pro, great to establish the uh, the time of possession and and have success there. But <laughs> we we only ran for one hundred seventy six yards. So you run it almost sixty times and. You only have 2.98 yards per carry. That is not good. Um, But we did run a lot of plays yesterday as well. 79 total plays, which tied the Wofford game for the highest play total all year. If we talk about Grant Wells and his performance, uh, he had just 20 attempts uh, through the air yesterday. He was 14 of 20 for 148. That was the least number of pass attempts that he had all year. So it was really about pounding the rock and just managing the game well, which we definitely did. There was a uh, shining star yesterday in the red zone, and Tech played fantastically in the red zone here uh, on Saturday. Jalen Holston had a great game, 26 carries, 99 yards, three scores really the most important part here, the fact that he was able to find pay dirt uh, three times. 26 carries is the most carries that anyone has gotten all year long. So we did not go away from running the ball. I think he only lost uh, lost yardage on just a, a couple plays on Saturday uh, in the backfield. But the line was moving, and we were able to do that. Um, complimentary. Coach is always talking about complimentary football. Complimentary to Jalen Holston's efforts was Keyshawn King who had over seven yards per carry yesterday. 11 carries, 78 yards, had the costly fumble. But thankfully, Tucker Holloway, Johnny on the spot, recovering the fumble you know, it, from uh, from our vantage point at home. It looked like Liberty was going to recover that ball uh, in the fourth quarter there, but Tucker Holloway landed on it. Keyshawn King averaging over six yards per carry this year. Also a threat. Uh, in the passing game, four receptions, thirty-one yards, uh, over hundred nine total all-purpose yards. Keyshawn King is a playmaker, man. Like th- this guy, whenever he has the ball in his hands, he is going to make defenders miss. He is breaking tackles. He is shifty, and he is fun to watch. In addition to uh, you know the efforts from our running game. We converted on fourth down three times yesterday, which has not happened really all year long. Um, so that was the difference between winning a football game and losing a football game, not even just converting on fourth down, but going for it in those positions in general was something that you know we were playing for nothing to lose. We had nothing to lose and uh, we executed the way we needed to. So really just wanted to, to tip our caps to uh, the running game and, and uh, making things happen.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think everyone, I mean, I know I've done it uh, has been, I've just seen it a lot, has been critical of Jalen Holston this season. Uh, and, you know, he was a huge factor. I mean, he scored all three of our touchdowns yesterday had a 99 carries or excuse me, 26 carries. is a lot of carries uh, 99 yards, three touchdowns. um when was, when was the last time anybody carried the ball for twenty six? I can't it, off the top of my head think of any time that that happened. I couldn't tell you, but, I mean, we don't win the game yesterday. I firmly believe that without, without Holson. So I'm going to give that man his flowers. I know I've been critical of, uh, of I guess, the utilization of him this season. Um, but great game yesterday for zero. Real- yeah, just, just for the sake of, like, us having fun and –
0: and guessing who this is, because someone indefinitely will 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 put this stat out. Who do you think was the last player to average this many carries? I'm going to sound dumb. I'm just going to say, like, it feels like Quincy Patterson would have carried the ball 26 times against Notre Dame in 2019. Like I know that's not the answer, but when was the last time somebody had 26 carries?
1: McLeese. I bet it's Deshaun McLeese.
0: McLeese? 26
3: I, 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 carries?
1: I, 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 we don't think Khalil Herbert ever got 26. Oh. Mm. Yeah. All right. Dude, the 2020 season is such an anomaly. Like I just never think back to that season.
0: 26 carries is is insane when you think
1: I, that is an unbelievable workload. Um I feel like Mac McLe- maybe in the Belt Bowl. I feel like Maclease just had the ball or the West Virginia game maybe. In 2017, I feel like he, yeah. he got a lot of touches in that game.
0: Somebody find that stat. When was the last yeah, time we know what that, uh, carries are more? Um, all right, we'll, we'll find those running back
2: stats. Whoever ran for more than 26, uh, but <laughs> Liberty was averaging over 30 points per game heading into Saturday. What did our defense do? What were the adjustments that were made, Billy Ray?
0: I think the biggest thing that we did that was great was. We put a lot of pressure on the quarterback on third down, especially third down and long. I mean, we're going to go into the nitty gritty on this, but our pass rush showed up. And what was kind of the biggest surprise, I don't know if it came out in the press conference first. They were talking about it on the uh, the radio call first. But we learned that Chris Marv was actually handed play calling responsibilities on Monday for the first time this season. And one of my favorite quotes from Coach Pry from football season came out and he says, look, let's get – where this is, thing is headed. Let's put fast forward on and see where things are going. Let's speed this thing up, baby. This guy's going to be our defensive coordinator. I need, we're going to just put him out there and see what happens and take a bow. Chris Marv, 13 points against Liberty, a great performance. Um, defense has held strong in spurts all year and typically ran out of gas with a little help from our offense, having some sustained drives, some aggressive play, um, it was great. It was great to see. So I'll go ahead and, uh, dive into the nitty gritty with that Bat. I mean, we only gave up 13 points yesterday when
2: you take into account, uh, the points that were conceded from a safety and then the, um, the kick return. So it was the definition of a bend break kind of day. The defense only gave up three points in the entire second half. And like you said, the defensive line had a fantastic day. They were aggressive. They had five sacks, which is the most sacks that we've had since the Boston College game. That was anchored by our guy, Taiwan. Shout out to that guy, Taiwan Garbutt, the first ever athlete of the week on the Sons of Saturday. You guys can go listen to that episode from September. But um, Garbutt, Jalen Griffin, Mansour Delane, Kelly Lawson. Norell Pollard, Keontae Jenkins, Shamari Connor, all were fantastic yesterday. Um, If if we want to jump into some stats here, Garbutt had six tackles. Three of them were for loss. Two sacks, one forced fumble. Mansoor Delane, two pass breakups, a forced fumble, two tackles for loss. He was targeted six times and... (laughs) They only completed one pass on Monsor yesterday for negative one yards. That's from our guy, Chris Coleman, over at TSL. And then we're going to jump over to our guy, Doug Bowman, at 24-7. VT Scoop. put this on the timeline earlier as well. Been doing this morning, you know. We're the aggregator of all the uh, the good research. Defensively, uh, the PFF grade – He rated as a 90.1, which was number five in the country among all defensive players who played significant stats yesterday and number one among all defensive backs. In coverage, he was an 89.6, which was number four in the country among all defenders and number two among corners. And for the season, PFF gives uh, Mansour Delane uh, the number two rating in the entire ACC for 2022. This guy is a true (laughs)
1: freshman. That's all. I'm excited. Yeah, man i uh, I gotta say about Delane and and watching him play, his composure, like the even the way he the way he runs, he reminds me so much of Macho Harris. Uh, he's a and and a little bit of Jaron Hosley. I think just like his situational awareness, the way he flies to the ball, uh, he's a complete defender. And uh, I mean, he's already a star as a true freshman. You know, we got to keep him in town. And I tweeted it earlier today. Next year, twenty three. We got to get that man in a single digit number. It it only makes sense the way he's balling Grayson out. Loves the single digit number. Uh, the single digit numbers, dude. If you're if you're a baller, you gotta. Well, Tamari's graduating. Uh, number one's gonna be available. We've had a lot of number one great defensive backs, and you know, to see him carry that on would be pretty badass. So. Uh, great season for the for the true freshman
2: speaking of freshman uh kelly lawson had another great day out there had a had his first career sack has some great closing speed recovered the game-winning fumble had two tackles behind the line uh <laughs> mr ceo we tip our hats to kelly lawson and then um what else do we have here liberty carried the ball 29 times for 115 yards uh, less than four yards per carry the run defense was stuffing them all game long including 12 tackles behind the line of scrimmage which is the most tfls we've had all year long forcing turnovers virginia tech does not force turnovers in 2022 like we just haven't been doing it right um i think we have four interceptions and four recoveries well we did it yesterday at the best possible times uh, in the game and we converted on our turnovers. And then, uh, lastly for me about the defense is that they were making plays on third and long and fourth and long, where we typically, you know, break surrender a a big time play. Virginia tech was able to suffocate this Liberty flames, (laughs) suffocate this flame. I should say
1: extinguish the flame. Very good. Um, I just want to give props to the defense as a collective. They played a very complete football game yesterday. They looked a little bit tired at the end, but they didn't fold And when you have a team like Liberty who has a very high powered offense, a very fast offense, that's a complete testament to, uh, to coach Marv and and the guys for finishing the job, seeing it through this this season has been tricky uh we've kind of we've had some moments this season where we we have folded. And and we've just run out of gas. Um, and so this is one of the more complete defensive performances. Uh, it's definitely up there with with Boston College earlier this season, but we stuck it out, we stayed locked in, and we put them away. Uh, so I, I think it's a great debut for for Coach Marv as defensive coordinator. Gotta love that. So proud, proud of the fellas on defense for sure. Moving on to special teams, Pat. Saw a nice return by Colbeck, a uh,
2: 40-yard kick return. was the longest one we've seen all year.
0: He would have scored if he stayed outside. Just want to point that out. He would have scored if he stayed outside. <laughs> yeah, Peter. Peter Moore, three punts inside
2: the 20 yesterday. Grayson, I know you're fired up about uh, Dr. Love. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, man. the uh, The fake field goal yesterday – Difference in the, difference in the game. If You don't get that first down there that sets up a touchdown, subtract seven, seven points, six or seven points. But I love that play call. You're playing like you got nothing to lose at this point in the season. Cause we, we really don't at this, at this point, uh, it was gutsy. It was perfectly executed. Shout out John love, you know, getting active. It was like a, it was like a, it was like a fake option almost pitch out catches the ball, gets the first down. And he sold it, man. Like when he's lining up, he's, I remember like looking at his face. I'm like, all right, you know, he's, he's got it. He's going to keep the field goal. And he's looking at it. He's like, yeah, yeah, no, I got this. And then all of a sudden, what are you talking about? No, but the way I'm saying it's like, I'm like, okay, we're kicking a field goal. We're, We're getting the three points and he's looking up, you know, really eyeing it up. And then all of a sudden snap and it's like, boom, he immediately starts running. And he had to make somebody miss too.
0: We had uh, we had I think um, I think we had Gallo out there blocking or somebody, and then he had to make a make a guy miss. But no, a complete complete momentum change, complete awesome uh, awesome conversion on that. Um, uh, Pat, you our guy Peter Moore seemed to have a little bit of a renaissance, a Peter Moore renaissance.
2: That's right. I'm fired up about Peter uh, having a good day yesterday. All right, low lights. Yesterday we already talked about the, uh, the lack of yards per carry being over 4.0. Some more low lights. Daquan Wright had two targets. Caleb Smith had two targets and one catch. Um, tough, tough, tough safety and sacks taken by Grant yesterday. Just not really getting rid of the ball when he needs to get rid of the ball. Um, when was the last time Virginia tech surrendered a safety 2008 in the ACC championship game against Boston college?
0: Yeah. I mean, to your point, Pat, the, the sacks that we took yesterday, I mean, we took six sacks. Um, it was just bad, man. There are multiple opportunities we can get the ball out. One of them that I didn't mind was the one towards the end of the game, uh, where he took the sack. It would have been better than throwing it away just from a keeping the clock moving perspective. Um, but I mean, we just can't, we, we, this offense is not in a position where you're going to be able to convert on second and 15s, third and 18s. Like it just, it just can't happen. Um, really, really tough Grant Wells game finishes, uh, 14 of 20 for 148 yards. And again, those, those six sacks, but was able to take care of the football. Another thing that you're not going to see on the TV, I really zoned in on Caleb Smith Caleb Smith was wide open on Saturday. He uh, was basically running routes on air, putting him in single coverage a lot, a lot of one high safety. Could have had an opportunity to have a really big game, but I I really tip my cap to Caleb, um, a guy who came in this year, hasn't gotten the ball probably as much as he'd like to. Uh, He was visually frustrated a couple of times, but he never let that affect his play. He's never showing up. His quarterback um, continues to go out there and – You know, that was just an observation of mine is that he was open a lot of the game and uh, weren't able to get him the ball. But uh, we're able to win the game on the ground.
1: Our offensive line has to improve drastically, especially in pass protection. I think this season a main portal focus is you have got to go get some guys. Some guys who are kind of bullies need that for next season because right now what's out there is you can't have Grant Wells taking safeties. Uh, you can't have him throwing the football into the back of his offensive lineman's feet. Um, it's n- not not good. So we can we can move to the defense. Moving
0: over to the defense, uh, I want to shout out David Teal for this statistic. Um, this was the sixth. I want to also say, as this segment is a little morbid. We are still fired up about the win, but we are just pointing out some of the negatives. Um, Shout out to David Teal. This was the sixth time in 11 games this season that the Hokies have given up points defensively in the final one minute and 26 seconds of the first half. That is not including the field goal return for Old Dominion in week one. So that would make it seven times that Virginia Tech has given up points inside of basically 90 seconds of the first half this year.
1: I think something that people have to consider is how many of those pre-halftime scores have impacted the the final result of the games that we've lost this season, most notably Georgia Tech and NC State. Those scores have made literally one-point games that we could have won had they not scored before the half. Uh, I also think back to the old Dominion game as well, but it's, it's not a great stat at all. Seeing that on the timeline yesterday right after it happens, I'm like, oh, well, I mean, it could be a factor today, very much so. Uh, not great. Gotta gotta iron that one out, especially in the off season. So, uh, yeah. lastly, special teams. Well,
2: the uh, the Del Barton soccer, the Del Barton boys soccer program, historic program, a lot of state championships. We would always harp on first five, last five, the first five minutes of the half, the last five minutes of the half are the most important five minutes of the half. Yeah. And I was listening to Chris Long on Ryan Russillo last night. And he was talking about the, uh, the last four minutes of the first half and the first four minutes of the second half being the most important eight minutes of the football game. This is where we must improve uh, heading into next year. I stamp that also, guys. Special teams, we cannot be giving up kick returns. Come on. Come on. This was the first time we gave up a kick return touchdown since. Checks game notes. Alabama 2013 in Atlanta. It's been that long. So two things happened in this game. We surrendered to safety. We gave up a kick return touchdown and we won. Normally, you would say that those are two events that could uh could definitely uh you know, snowball into an L and this team was resilient and overcame that. So that's really exciting and I'm happy about it.
0: Yeah, the only other observation I have is not about offense, it's not about defense, it's not about special teams, it's not about coaching. It's about like the entire team. It, it was appalling, the difference in team speed between both of these teams. And again, that comes down to just, A, a credit of how much talent uh, Liberty has been able to get into the door, and B, a lot of work that we have to do uh, moving forward. Uh, but Liberty is a very, very athletic football team, uh, and again, I wanna I wanna circle back to this. It's very easy to kind of continue to point back and be like, man, we 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 found a way to beat Liberty. What does that even mean? Liberty's a talented team. We were ten point underdogs. I want nothing to be taken away from this staff and from this team um, just because we played Liberty. Again, this is not your average in state. They're not even Group of Five, but opponent. This is a big win for this program and this is a big win for Coach Pry. Um, so I, I wanted to end on that note, just kind of pointing out how important this is for this program. Um, and what a big win this is. Uh, you can't come in and say, we're going to get, and i no one on here is doing this, but you can't come in and say we're going to get blown out by Liberty. And then you find a way to win as 10 point underdogs. And then you say, well, okay, what did we beat Liberty? No, this is, this is a big time win for this program this year. Uh, and something that I hope we can build on
2: game ball, game ball, We got three game balls to pass out. Game balls this week are brought to you by our friends at CMG Leasing. Sign your next lease in Blacksburg at CMG Leasing. All right. It's our guy 45, man. Taiwan Garbutt led the charge again. Funniest guy on the team and also biggest bully in the backfield. Two sacks, three tackles for loss, uh, and that forced fumble in the fourth quarter. We do not win the game without Taiwan Garbutt's efforts yesterday. Bill.
0: I got to give it to Kelly Lawson. That dude is Kelly. that Kelly Lawson. I got to give it. I I I cannot stress how watching him on the field, you're like, yo, this guy looks like an SEC linebacker. He's long. He's fast. He's everywhere. He's only going to get better as he begins to understand the game. Another year in the weight room. He is one of you know a good group of young players who are going to be special. And going to be a big part of this program moving forward. So um he was just Thank the you. guy that off the field to me yesterday. Is he the next Tremaine Edmonds? He may be. I don't want to put it on that, uh, on that young man. Uh Grayson loves comparisons. I see him, I see yeah. him licking his
1: lips yeah. and <laughs> so go ahead. He reminds me of Daddy hey. Nicholas. He reminds me a lot of daddy Nicholas. Very similar build, mm-hmm. similar motor. Uh, and yet it's 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 just very interesting, like. I don't know the the, the the size and just the style of play is it emulates Daddy Nicholas. So, and Daddy Nicholas was a great football player. Yep,
3: yep. Yeah. he absolutely was.
0: His game speed, his uh, his length, his he's going to be a really good football player for us, and he's going to play on Sundays. So, uh, sure. I'm excited about him a lot. That's my game ball, Kelly Lawson, uh,
1: Mr. CEO. Yeah, Uh mine's got to be Jalen Holston. Uh, you know, I've I've been critical. And he had three touchdowns yesterday, you know, scored pretty much all of our points uh, and helped us win yesterday. Needed that. Great win. So shout out to Jalen Holson. He definitely gets my game ball today.
3: He deserves uh, it. Yeah, he absolutely deserves
0: does. it. Um, what's next for this football team? I mean, I think they are and everybody else is preparing as if we do play a football game next week. If this is the final game of the football season, I said it coming into the game. That was a great opportunity to have something to springboard off of and something to build for. Um, I do appreciate it. There are a lot of things that need to improve. There are a lot of things that we need to look at this off season. I'm glad that this team was able to get the win. I'm glad that this team never quit. Um, and, uh, that's pretty much it. That that's uh, that's the ball game. I know we're flipping this over to out to lunch, uh, Pat. Why don't you go ahead and talk to, to us about out to lunch? I was at Roots yesterday. I was at Roots yesterday in Charlottesville. It was fantastic. Use the application. So cool. It was great. It was great. I loved stopping at Roots. What did you get? <laughs> I got the Santa Fe. Well, here's the thing, like. I'm a big, like, customized guy. So I went in on the application. I doubled down on the meat. I got an extra lime squeeze, threw some avocado in there. So, you know, it was like a it, it was a Billy Ray Bowl is what I got. I got a Billy Ray Bowl. So your your discount went a long way. You got the double it, chicken, you got my, the double avocado. My discount was like a 6 dollars half dollar markdown.
1: Yeah. Double I, chicken at Roots is a
0: lot of food. It for is. The rest.
3: <laughs> it's, wow,
0: yeah, it's a whole rotisserie chicken it seems yeah. like chicken in the bowl so but it was worth it it was a great time after okay. a weekend of eating un- unhealthy roots is exactly what the doctor ordered. roots we're gonna need you to come down to charlotte
2: come on down all right so this week we are playing the university of virginia the birth you know Rutgers is the birthplace of college football charlottesville is the birthplace of roots natural kitchen Uh, So our code right now that we have locked in, I'm going to need you guys to to pay special attention here. If you're planning on going to roots this week, our code that we have locked in that we locked in at the beginning of the season is beat UVA. Now we have emailed our friends over at roots and we said, Hey, we wanted to make an adjustment this week. We don't want it to be beat UVA. We want it to be who's four Hokies. So that's H O O S the number four Hokies. Um, Obviously, we you know this was a last-minute thing. We have not connected yet, but um, I would suggest if you are planning on going to Roots this week, use either Beat UVA or Who's for Hokies, and then uh, you know we'll we'll put the accurate and up-to-date promo code on our social media channels. I want to shout out our friends over at Roots Natural Kitchen. Use the promo code and get twenty percent off in your order on the app. Out to lunch this week. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw some stones across the, the stream here over at my friend up in Fairfax. <laughs> Wake up yesterday morning, dude, lock of the day, Ole Miss minus two. Lock of the day, lock him in. So I say, oh, I trust my bu- my buddy, Billy Ray. You know, if he's only given me one pick. He must have done
0: some good research here. What happened to Ole Miss yesterday? I mean, Ole Miss got pulverized. I thought – I don't know what the deal was. Ole Miss was was two-point – I think they were two-point underdogs at Arkansas, the fighting Sam Pittmans. And this year it looked like Sam Pittman spent more time um, at Mission Barbecue than he did in the film room. But I think he moved back into the film room and absolutely put a whooping on Ole Miss. But, I mean, if you're going to throw stones, I'm going to go ahead and pick them up and throw them right back at you because as soon as Tennessee went down 21 points, Pat in – three separate group chats was trying to coax me and everybody else to live bet Tennessee. I have text messages from Pat Finn. That's just blatantly say Tennessee is going to win this game. That is in one group chat in another group chat, guys, live bet, Tennessee, Pat Finn was rolling and bro. I think at the end of the day, we're just both very upset that we got head cracked by the bookies yesterday. It was a rough day. It was a rough day, a rough day. A rough day um for, for me. But a really, really fun day in college football. So so crazy. You know What a day it was. I, I'm getting an echo from somebody.
2: Grey, do you have a uh, an out to lunch?
1: Uh not particularly didn't make any bets yesterday. Sorry, sorry <laughs> it went down the way it went down, fellas. You you two were out to <laughs> lunch this week. Yes we were. Um
0: And thank goodness for the discount, because after that, I would have a little bit of trouble affording roots. Um, (laughs) What else happened in college football? First and foremost, I want to say that I'm devastated for Hendon Hooker. He suffered a non-contact injury in garbage time against South Carolina. Um, I hate that for the young man. Um, Yeah, nothing else to say about that. Um, On the flip side of that and the same football game, shout out to Shane. Uh, Shane Beamer in South Carolina take down Tennessee in Columbia, just an unbelievable. Um, they didn't just they didn't just win; they really took it to Tennessee all day 63 long. Three
1: points, dude! Yeah. Like, they put yeah. it down.
0: Yeah, Shane Rattlesnake was 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 wheeling and dealing. I mean, just a that was that was nuts. A nuts day in college football. College football is the best. I don't know why people don't like it. Um, you know, testament <laughs> testament. <laughs> Does anyone listening to this podcast not like it? Like, No, but they all know somebody. Like, Look, I love my buddy it's, Willie. It's the outside. I love my buddy Willie. He just moved down to Charlotte, and I always give him garbage because all week he talks it's about he Yo, the Jets it. have a big game. I'm like, dude, stop talking about the JV football team, like the JV football option. The best football is played on Saturday. Sunday, the NFL is on, and it's in the background while I'm meal prepping or vacuuming my living room. OK, <laughs> so that is uh, that is kind of my uh, my take on all of that. But I love college football. I, I, I love college football. That's it. That's why it's Sons of Saturday. Yep. Sharkies, shout outs
2: for you all as we wind down our win podcast, boys and girls, we play the Cougs this afternoon. Three thirty Charleston Classic Championship. Neutral game, even though we're playing on the home court of the Cougs. Let's go win a trophy today. Uh, tip our caps to the efforts made by the men's basketball team thus far. 5-0. and We're marching forward here uh, looking to win a trophy. Uh, here's another shout-out. Our guys at Breakthrough Beverages, we did a Heradora tequila shout-out on social media on Saturday morning. And we said, hey, Whoever predicts the closest prediction to Daquan Wright's total yards, we will send you some Sons of Saturday merchandise. Karen Wurtzel and Sydney Harville, you guys both guessed 38 and 32. And Daquan said, hey, I'm going to split the uprights here and have 35 yards receiving. So Karen, Sydney, we will be reaching out via Instagram, delivering you guys some Sons of Saturday merchandise. Shout out to our guy, Davon Morgan, and the Florida A&M Rattlers. They have cruised to nine straight victories after starting the season 0-2. They lost to Carolina and Jackson State in back-to-back weeks, but have been absolutely rolling. I say, Davon Morgan, does it feel like 2010? I know it does. Hashtag, if you know, you know. And lastly, my shout-out to our friends at the University Club. Tell them the Suns sent you. Basketball season is about to get into high gear. Hang out at the University Club before or after your Hokie basketball games this winter. Grayson.
1: Yes, I want to shout-out the seniors on this team. Um, If it was, in fact, your last game in a Virginia Tech uniform on Saturday – uh, thank you for everything. Guys like Dax, Chamari Connor, Armani, Brion, Silas, Taiwan. The list goes on it. There's a lot of seniors on this team. These young men have stuck through stuck with this program through a lot of hard times. Uh, a, a lot of difficult moments, uh, a coaching change, um, you know, a, a very impatient fan base at times. Um, so I wish them all the best. I, I, I hope it's not their last game. We'll see what happens. Um, obviously, with UVA tragedy, we just don't know at this point. Um, but just wanted to shout out those guys. Dax was fired up when we won yesterday. And uh, so if it is his last game, you know, and any of those guys' last game, thank you for everything.
0: That does it for us. I'm about to go watch a basketball game. I'm about to watch the Virginia tech Hokies basketball team compete in a championship hardware basketball game. I know everybody's fired up for that. Stick around here. I'm going to be actually calling up my guy, Ed, who's going to come up and give the report card for the game in Lynchburg and talk about uh, what was an interesting, interesting weekend in, um, in, in Lynchburg. Um, we're just going to give you the report card, but thanks everybody for tuning in. And, uh, we're looking forward to this upcoming week and, uh, have a good one. All right, everybody. We're doing a Lynchburg report card for the game day. Um, I, I had a very um, interesting trip in Lynchburg. If anybody wants to know about that, you we're not taking, looking to take business away from anybody. You can shoot me a text or a DM about it. Happy to tell you about it. But we're going to talk about game day. And I'm bringing in my friend, Ed Williams. We made the trip together. Um, so I want to say this. First of all, the campus is beautiful. Yes. Um, you got the rolling hills in the back uh, in the backdrop. Um, you can see was, mountains from pretty much anywhere on campus. It's pretty cool. Yes. Um, the Baptist Christian money is out of control. Every building is pristine. At online school prints cash. Online school prints cash. Um, but I will say, given, given the nature of the school and everything else, the tailgating scene was bizarre. You park your car. There wasn't really any. There's, yeah, it's true. The parking situation, there was not a single person. I didn't see a single person throwing a football. I didn't see people like gathered. And it was so quiet. Like you're kind of expecting it to get louder and louder when you walk towards the stadium. Never happened. No loudness. Um, And then you get to the stadium and you're waiting in line and it's 25 minutes before kickoff. Yeah,
2: there's nothing going on.
0: It It seemed like when I was walking to go see my brother graduate from college. Like, there was no noise, no anything. I'm in line, like I was saying earlier. I'm in line, like, hey, guys, get to play a football game today. Woo! And nobody would say anything. Um, Another thing that was very bizarre uh, pregame was they do a prayer before the game, which was cool. I, I don't think. know that they always do that. I think that might have been UVA-related. Okay. Well, they do it at Notre Dame every game. Oh, okay. So I do think that they probably Maybe do that though. every game. But they had the class president come out to read the prayer or do the prayer. Stadium went nuts. University president. University pre- Yes. So, you know, if Tim Sands were to come out and do a pregame pep rally or, or prayer, I don't know if he would have got, he'd actually definitely wouldn't have gotten this reaction. The place went crazy. They may as well have said like the Jonas brothers are coming out to do, you Jonas know, the pregame, the pregame prayer. Uh, so he did the pregame prayer, which was a nice touch. Um, stadium music. Jonas. Brothers. They played the Jonas brothers all day. Not really loud. There were maybe two or three times the entire game where it got loud. Yeah, and there were like a couple weird times where the student section would get loud, but it seemed like random. Like, yes. It was like very random times where all of a sudden like on a random timeout in the third quarter, they're doing this LU chant. That was actually mm-hmm. cool. It was cool. But it was very oddly timed, I'll say. What did they call the fourth quarter fr- Oh, fourth, fourth quarter frenzy t-shirts? Fourth quarter fury. Fourth quarter <laughs> fury. fourth quarter fury t-shirts they threw them out over the entire course of the fourth quarter like anytime there was a break they'd be like fourth quarter fury t-shirts and they'd throw them out that was interesting we sat in the burn which was cool which was really cool so again they had the cabanas behind us and these three rows of turf just like the most brutal fan of all time was <laughs> sitting behind us so for any of you that heard the vu on the broadcast i saw a couple tweets about that that guy was right behind us but there was this other guy right behind us I don't think he knew anything about football. Didn't seem like it. Like when, when 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 they were kicking the ball off, he would be like, "Miss it, miss it, miss it." How do you miss kickoff? How do you miss kickoff? Um, he was, uh, and look, this is not an indictment on Liberty, but th- this guy, every fan base is a guy like this. Anytime a Virginia Tech player would get hurt, he would he would be like, "Get up, get up, get up." The guy was brutal. So I turned around, stared at him, and I was, and you know, he goes, "What's up?" And I, in in a little bit different language, basically told him like you're you're being a complete jerk." And he goes, "I'm actually a really nice guy." um but he he kept the comments to himself for the rest of the game. Just brutal, brutal. It was very odd. It was very odd, very odd hokies, fan though, base cool. There was a lot of fan uh, a lot of hokies. You got the Let's go Hokies chant going towards the end of the game. My general review, I think, the stadium itself is very cool, very pretty. It's a very pretty stadium. It's a very pretty campus. Uh, Obviously, the football culture uh, is not necessarily there. Very Um, different than Virginia Tech. Very, very different than Virginia Tech. Um, But overall, I mean, it's hard to give it like a grade because I don't ever want to go there again. But uh, uh, like schools of that level, I would say. I would say this. It was as if I went to a regular season, big time high school football game. Yeah. Would you say that's a good comp? Yeah, but – dryer yeah like i feel like a high school game would be a little bit more energetic towards, yeah towards kickoff that's true but the campus is really pretty the athletic facilities are phenomenal like the tennis facility was insane they have an ice rink on yeah, campus right. another thing that was pretty cool uh or not cool i guess it's just an interesting observation like i i you know i always go and i check out the concessions um i got dominoes but they had these several things where they had lemonade stands and they were selling uh lavender lemonade at a football game which I had one. It was good. Um, And that was that. That's my review. Look, obviously, we're both fine. Didn't get captured by a Christian cult. uh, Not speaking in tongues. Um, Glad we won the football game. Very glad we won the game. Facilities are phenomenal. Environment was weird. That's kind of it. That's it. That's a review. And um, take care, everybody.
3: wander tripping in the sand. We smoke our windows, drink till we can't stand. But I saw you dance like you want to in my head. And all that she said is, Oh, I know what you're thinking.